everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I have Madeline Donahue, who I had the pleasure of being in book illustration class um, at just this past quarter. Hi, Madeline, how are you doing? Hi, Nancy, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's my pleasure, and I'm so glad you agreed to do this. I really enjoyed having class with you. Oh, yeah, it was really nice to have class with you, too. It's nice to have um, enthusiastic classmates, so... Oh, well, it was easy that the group that we were with, everybody was so sweet and kind. I loved everybody's work and they were just, just really nice. Y'all are great. Yeah, it was a nice class. It was really nice to have. I've been doing the online class. So it was really nice to have the, the virtual class where I could actually see everybody and talk to everybody. It's great. Yeah, and I'm glad because then otherwise I don't I don't think I would have gotten the same, you know, interactions with everybody. So I totally agree with that. Oh, yeah. and could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. Um, so my name is Madeline and I'm uh, an illustrator going to SCAD graduate school right now. And I'm from uh, Berkeley, California, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area. And um, right now I live in China because I met a Chinese boy and he took me to China and now I live here, so. Well, I think that's so amazing that you made the move all the way to China. I mean, that's, um, that's just, you know, it's just different culture and everything. And then to go um, that far away from home, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, it's, I never, I always thought I would stay very close to home, so it's definitely not what I expected to happen in my life, but um, I felt like uh, he wanted to come, we met in America and he wanted to come back to China and I felt like my career could move and I could visit family, so I thought, okay, I'll come try it out and um, it's going, it's going well so far, so. Oh, and then you have all your um, lovely little pets that are with you that I've met in class. Yes. Yeah, they are all uh, street animals. So we live in Qingdao now, which is um, on the coast, but we lived in Beijing for four years. And uh, first we found our first neighborhood had a lot of stray cats and one of them kept asking for food. And it was a female because she was a calico. So I knew she was a female and I wanted to get her fixed, but we took her to the vet and she was already pregnant. So she had four kittens and we found a home for two of them to go together to go be a studio cat in another, in another friend's studio. And then we kept uh, two of them and then the mom stayed in the first place we lived, which was my husband's animation studio. So she lives there still. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and then the dog, <laughs> uh, the, someone else found a litter of puppies and uh, she had a hard time figuring out that situation. So I sort of, accidentally took over and I got most of them homes and then I kept one <laughs> so oh, that's so sweet yeah. well yeah. can you tell us about the moment you knew you wanted to be an artist yeah so I've actually I've never really wanted to be anything else there was a time when I was about six that I wanted to be a baker specifically so that I could eat treats all the time because I thought that's what bakers did <laughs> Um, but aside from that, I've just always been drawing and I just, I can't really think of anything else that I could do and be happy. So it's sort of all or nothing, <laughs> just got to do it. 
That's awesome. That's great. So why did you decide to go to graduate school? Because that's such a time commitment and, you know, financially and as well. Um, so why did you choose to do that? Yeah, so for college, I went to just a liberal arts school, which was great in a lot of ways because I could take other classes. I took like a archaeology class and like a, a biophysics, like all this cool stuff, but it did not give me a lot of practical knowledge about how to actually sell art. So, and I, and I was like a studio art major. There was no illustration major. Um, and I knew that I didn't really want to be, I wanted to be an illustrator, not an artist so I and I just didn't know what to do and I sort of tried to figure it out on my own for a while but it was just very complicated and I felt like I needed some guidance in my art and also especially like career guidance and like what is a contract how does that work how do you find clients so um, I looked at illustrators that I liked and I checked which schools they went to and a lot of them went to SCAD so that is where I applied. <laughs> well that's awesome and and then we got to have book class together which yeah was so much fun yeah I saw your lovely illustrations that you did for um uh my brain is already buying it remind me again the title I'm just like it's after the quarter and I think I'm just exhausted but your your book project because was that your preferred medium and if so why yeah. Oh, so it was, it was wind in the willows and I, yeah, <laughs> I moved it to California and I changed all the characters to women and I worked for this one. I did um, like a watercolor base and then I did some colored pencil and a little bit of printmaking, sort of like a mono print for texture. And then um, the lines were, were watercolor again for the lines on top. And um that's basically, I have, oh, here comes one of my cats. <laughs> um, so I do, I do definitely work traditionally. I'm not, I think that digital art can be really great, but I am not very good at it. And I, like, I use it when I need to for, like, time-saving things, especially putting different things together or, like, editing something out. But making a full piece digitally is just not what I am good at. I like to touch things. I like to have my hands be covered in paint by the end of it. Um, so in college, I did mostly printmaking and also oil painting, but that is not very portable. So when I graduated, I no longer had like a printing studio and a printing press. I was like, well, what now? So I, I started doing watercolor, which I hadn't done much of before. Um, and I actually, I really liked it. At first I hated watercolor because it's so messy and like, you know, everything bleeds together. But then I sort of figured out how to make that work. And I really liked the textures. And then I didn't do any colored pencil until I started SCAD. And then they were like, oh, put things together. And I was like, fine, I'll use colored pencil. And then I was like, oh, this is great actually. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like, I like putting things together and I like the different textures that happen with that. And and just different, it's interesting to see what different colors look like in different mediums. There's always kind of like a reddish brown that I like and I have to like find it in all the different mediums and how to make it and also like an ochre yellow. So yeah, I'm sort of still figuring out what, what I would like to work in most, but I think it's gonna be 
I think it's going to be watercolor with colored pencil and print. So that's awesome. Yeah, I realized as I was going through graduate school, like I think because I saw so many people doing digital, and it was like everybody's like, "Oh, it's so much easier to make changes." But like I do the process, and I was like, "I don't like this. Why do I not like this?" And then I was like, "It's the hours in front of the computer." I had done previously before um, a lot of digital graphic design work and I just I just don't like the process. So I agree with you, the hands-on stuff is, it's a lot of fun in general, <laughs> even yeah. if it makes a mess. It's like, that's what I love about it. It's tactile. And at the end of the day, you know, I was talking just the this morning with another illustrator. It's like, it's ironic because digital, like, some of the, you know, depending on what you like to do digitally, it was like, what I notice is that people are trying to mimic traditional with digital. And I go like, well, I'd just rather do the digital thing. <laughs> or I mean, do the traditional. I mean, the other way around, do traditional instead of digital. Cause then I, you know, have a final piece kind of, you know, so that's always yeah. nice too. Yeah. And I always feel like when I'm, when I try to work digitally, I think I don't have like the skills to make it look what I want it to look like and I always find myself like wishing that I just had a real paintbrush and I was like if if this was real I could do what I'm trying to do yeah but I can't so exactly so out of the different kinds of illustration that you've gotten to try so far in graduate school what's your favorite type to work on and why oh do you mean um like book versus editorial or Okay. Advertising, yeah, all of that, you know, institutional, you know, do you have a preference? Well, yes, book. <laughs> so I also, I also like, I've, I've enjoyed doing the editorial because I came into it thinking like, I just want to make books. That's what I love children's books. I just want to make children's books and also like certain adult books as well, like nature books. I like those as well. So I was just thinking, okay, I just want to do books. Um, but then we had to do so many other kinds and I, I don't care for advertising very much but I do I did end up liking editorial which was interesting because you have to think sort of metaphorically in a, in a way and it's faster and it's less like here's the story and you're going to plot it out and show it it's like here's the idea and now think of a way to make people think of that idea and like here's the other underlying ideas that you have to sneak in and I actually think that's that's quite fun so I think um I think what I'm going to try to do is to have like larger book projects going on and then in between do some editorial work. Nice, nice. And so going into my next question, I, so why did you take a book class? <laughs> you know, probably your, your yeah, statement. That's why, yeah, I, when I first uh, was looking at the SCAD classes, the, the book class is not offered online. And because I'm in China, most of my classes have to be online. And my original plan was to go to Savannah for one quarter, but then COVID happened. And I was like, well, I guess that won't be happening. And, and so I thought I just wouldn't be able to do the book class and that was it. And I was so disappointed. But then I talked to my advisor and she said that it's happening virtually and I can sign up for that. So that was, I was thrilled, it was great. And I loved, we learned so much stuff that I had no idea about, like how to make the whole proposal and like how the illustrations should all go together. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's not just one illustration, it's a whole 
piece and they need to like flow together and that like a bunch of stuff I never even thought about so yeah I thought it was um a very um informational packed course I thought we did yeah. I think we did the I, for me and my personal experience we I did the most work I'd ever done in one class I think yeah and so yeah, yeah it was it was different though because mm -hmm. there wasn't so much of the switching gears between different projects so it didn't have that which was which was nice because that part is kind of hard as well where you're like you finish something you're like oh great and they're like okay next one you're like oh oh no okay <laughs> and it's different too it would be like you know you'd switch from advertising to editorial or book and so yeah. I did like that we got to work on one project for that whole time. And uh, I like the flexibility, like the professor was very open to let you try whatever within the realm of books, which I thought yeah. was very cool. I also like that because it, it's good for people want to do different things. Like, you know, some people wanted to do a comic book and I, I love comic books, but I don't want to make one. So I'm glad I didn't have to do that. Yeah. I could do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So. And I think when we presented, it was so cool because everybody's project was so different. The story, yeah. the styles, um, mm -hmm. just, yeah. So I thought that was really refreshing and it was just like, it wasn't us doing one story and, or, you know, and then all having to interpret it or something like that. So right. yeah, I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. So do you have a favorite book? Yeah, so this one, this question, I had a long think about this because there's there are so many I love books I like books in general I love all books I especially love children's books so I had to think really hard and I, I picked one which is um the from the frog and toad series oh, yeah. it's frog and toad all year which has like these different seasonal stories um I like older books in general I like sort of classic children's books and uh i i really love arnold lovell i love his style and everything about him and when i was little frog and toad was one of my very favorite books like when i was first learning to read i had a hard time because i'm dyslexic so it was nice to have something to focus on that was uh, an interesting story so i could kind of get through the struggle of putting the letters together um and then actually when i got older when I was about eight, I had like an existential crisis where I realized I was gonna die and I really freaked me out. And also for some reason, also like the expanding universe was upsetting as well. I learned about that and I was like, no, like the, everything has an edge, it must have an edge, but then if it has an edge, what's outside the edge? That has to have an edge too. So it was, it was very bad. It would get to be nighttime and I would like freak out and my poor mother like didn't know <laughs> what to do. So she would read me Frog and Toad and it was it was great because it just it just focuses on these like really simple stories about just like life and friendship and just like here here is a story about sledding and here is a story about raking leaves and I was like okay yes the universe is alarming and yes I'm going to die and that's unfortunate but at least I can look at some pretty leaves in the meantime so it was a great help to me. And I, I sort of come back to it when I'm having a hard time, so. Oh, that's awesome, that's so cool. Yeah, there's something about those classics, like 
I read to my son, which was a favorite when I was younger, was um, Charlotte's Web and Garth oh, Brooks. Yeah. yeah, his illustrations yeah. in that were phenomenal. And they're still very classic. And then I read it to my son when he was little. And it was so, it, it's one of those books. Like, I was crying by the end of it when Charlotte passed oh. away. For those of you listening, if you haven't read the book, spoiler alert. So like, and then yeah. he's only like in first grade, he's crying too. And we're just having <laughs> such a hard, and it, it's, it's funny that it's a medium that we think uh, it's the audiences for children, but it's also so relatable at any age, those themes, like you said, friendship, family, or just, you know, having a rough day or having a good day. And uh, yeah, I just, they, they're just timeless. And the illustrations from those books, they're just, I feel like they don't look aged in any way. They still feel like they're- No, they don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, they still seem, well, that's another interesting thing is there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of older books. And I think that we sort of think that kids need these really bright colors and like really simple shapes and that's the only thing that they're gonna like but actually if you show a kid an old book they're gonna like it like Beatrix Potter oh I was teaching um I went when I was in Beijing I was teaching in a public school I was teaching English and I would use old books and the kids loved them and like like they I showed them Frog and Toad they loved it and just a lot of old books I showed them um what is it uh Go dog go, and they they were very excited about oh green dog on a red tree. This is a yellow dog on a blue tree, and they were so into it. And they love the drawings, and yeah. And I showed them um, what is it, Charlie Brown? I showed them the the videos of Charlie Brown, and they very much loved that. And also, uh, oh, what is the? It's a stop motion movie. Oh, about a man and a dog. Why am I blanking on the name? The Wrong Trousers, it's a British. Yes, 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 yes. Was it Wallace and Gromit? Yes, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, I showed them Wallace great. and Gromit and they, they really loved Wallace and Gromit. So yeah, I mean, kids will always like those those classic stories. And I think that that, I think that kids are, are smarter and more nuanced than people think they are, so. Yeah. yeah. And during the process of doing your book project, what do you think was the hardest part? And what do you felt was the easiest part for you? Ah, so the, the hardest part was also a very useful part, which is when we started, I like, I had my idea and I knew what I wanted to do and I wanted to just go and like, just start making the full illustrations and just be like, okay, start now, go. Uh, but we could not do that. We had to do all these sketches and then we had to do black and white comps, then we had to do color comps. And each step I was so, like I knew already that I had to do this, but I was like, I don't wanna do this. I just wanna draw it. I just wanna draw the whole thing. Um, and I felt like it was very frustrating because I felt like I was like trying to go forward and I kept getting pulled back and I was sort of losing my momentum and like my passion. But then in the end, the illustrations were much better for having made all of those sketches and all those comps where I could try different things and see what actually worked. So. Although it was very frustrating, it was clearly the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And what do you feel like was the easiest? Mm, the easiest part, I think there were two 
two easiest parts. One was just coming up with different, um, with like the pictures in my head of what I wanted it to look like. That was quite easy because I already I had a lot of ideas about it. And then the other part was at the very end, like after I'd gotten over um, the difficulty of the sketches. And then also I get, I tend to get very stiff when I first start the final, cause I'm like, oh, here's the final piece and it has to be very good. And then it comes up very stiff. But after I got over that, then I can just kind of flow and then I can just make the piece. And that's pretty easy cause I'm just having a good time, so. That's fun. And I could tell you were having a great time with your final uh. illustrations. They turned out adorable. And, oh, um, yeah, they were great. And I love that you did yours by hand because I think you were the only, you were the only one who did the actual physical um, book dummy. What did you think of that? Sorry, that's off, off the cuff here, but how did you feel about doing that? Well, I really, I really liked that because I, I like books. I actually, um, I've done book binding before, like very simple book binding. And I also, I had a summer job at the Cal law library, University of Berkeley law library, Bolt Hall. I had a summer job there fixing books, which was great. Which It was like, you get these really cool old books that are totally falling apart and you like cut them apart and rip them open and then, and then make them a whole new binding. And we would use, they had beautiful end paper, like this marbled paper. So we would use the marbled paper to stick on the new cover and then um, make a new binding for them. And that was really fun. So although I didn't, I didn't bind this one terribly well because I didn't have all the things I need, but, but it was fun to do. And also I, I, I avoid technology when given the opportunity. So people are like, here, you could do this on a website or you could spend hours cutting up paper and sewing it together and be like that, that's the one for me. Oh, so. go with that I mean that would, if I had um, more confidence in it I would have done it by hand because there's something about that physical holding a book like I, I, I you know I'm one of those weird people like I have an iPad I can do the whole Kindle ebook thing I rather will always pick a physical book because yeah I just never read them again I just never look at it again I don't like I'll browse through it, but I don't take it as seriously as the tactile book and take the time yeah. to really be in that moment when I'm reading. There's something about, for me personally, those people, I know some people love the whole, you know, Kindles, eBooks and stuff, but I just find I prefer a tactile physical book and flipping the yeah. pages. I have, I have a Kindle and that's like where I keep all of my not serious travel books like my you know sort of murder mysteries and whatnot um but no I, I have to have a real book for most things because you you can't look back in a kindle very easily you have to like keep pushing the button and like go back and back and you can't just like flip through and be like oh i know it was in this like quarter of the book so and also everybody says this who likes books but books smell good books smell like paper and that's great <laughs> so. oh yeah i totally agree with you or something that's like yeah and the printing like i was smelling my books like I went to Barnes and Nobles and I got this one from oh goodness do I have it here and I love his work um Charlie Macquarie I I got this one and then I was like smelling it yeah because I was like it you can smell the ink you can smell the printing and it just fantastic 
And yeah. I love the little cloth binding on that kind of stuff. So I agree with you agree. something about that. And I forgot to add this in your questions originally, but who, who are some of the illustrators that have really inspired you um, in your illustration work? Oh, I have, I have so many. I have like, I have a whole folder on my computer full of illustrators and I have, you know, I follow a million illustrators on Instagram and stuff. So I think there's sort of like the original illustrators from my childhood who I love. So there's Arnold Lobel and uh, Beatrix Potter. And also, um, oh, I'm really bad at names. So I know these names, but now that you have asked me, they've like flown from my brain, like a flock of birds. But uh, I, look, I have the getter book. So oh, it's okay. Yeah, go right ahead. Ah, Jan Brett, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize that name. Yeah, she has, she does these like very detailed uh, watercolor illustrations and she always has, she always uses the margins to tell like a second story, which I love. And I would like, as a kid, I would spend hours just like picking apart the side pieces because that part is so interesting. And she has so many details. I love her stuff. It's much more detailed than mine, my work ended up being, but I did I thought that mine would be more like hers. And now I still I still like to put in a lot of details, but I can't go quite as <laughs> detailed as she does because hers is amazing. And then who else do we have? I really, uh, there's now, see now I've forgotten all the names, which I actually know, but I can't think of them. So I have to go look them up. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, because I added this at the last minute, you know. Yeah, Emily Sutton. That's okay. It's, I have, it's a, I have a name problem. I can't remember names. So Emily Sutton is another one. I like her. I think she's uh, British and she's a recent person. Um, and then there's Katie Kath, who also went to SCAD. And um, Kelsey Garrity Riley, who went to SCAD as well. Another one. And there's someone that I just recently found. I wonder if I have his name anywhere. I think this is him. Come on, work with me, computer. That's another thing about computers is they never work when you want them to. You're like, here, just give me this thing. And it's like, no, I don't, I think I won't today. Ah, Clive Hicks Jenkins. He is very interesting. I just found him. And he does these crazy pieces with colored pencil. Oh. but they're like so rich in color and like all these patterns. I love patterns. It's another thing. And he's got a lot of patterns going on. Yeah. And then he like fills in the whole background with a solid color, like black or dark blue and just colored pencil, which is crazy, oh. but it's great. Wow. That's a lot of work. Yeah, you actually, yeah. It's a ton of work. His, his stuff sort of ends up looking like collage in a way. Cause he has these shapes and then he outlines them and the colors in the background. You might like him. You should look I'll him up. I'll have to check him out. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So that's a few. So how are you maintaining a balance with your schoolwork, personal life, and all of that? While you're, are there any tips that you would share on how to manage all that? Well, I'm actually not great at it, so I don't know that I have, that I have tips. What generally happens is like. Um, toward the end of the quarter, I just can't do anything anymore. And uh, my husband has to walk the dog all the time and like bring me food. So, 
so yeah I'm, I'm I'm not I try I try to like save a few nights a week to like go out and you know go to dinner or something or do something else um like watch a movie yeah but I do have a hard time with that so I should make more time I think I find that I sort of have to force myself where I'm like no I have no time I couldn't possibly and then I have to just be like no I'm going out on Tuesday that is happening I'm gonna not work on Tuesday night and then I do it and then I feel better so yeah because sometimes you need a break from all of that you know physically um just yeah. you know drawing and all that because you know we lose track of time and we're like oh I've been sitting here like a statue for eight hours or whatever you know and you're like oh I need to go do something else and move where <laughs> so, they fall off yeah <laughs> so what if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice um that would help you out in your art journey what would that be that's another hard one because I'm not sure I think I made a lot of mistakes but I also think they you know I learned you as you do I learned from them so like at the beginning sometimes I wish that I had just gone to an art school for illustration from the beginning so that I knew what I was doing. I could have started like my career earlier, but then I wouldn't have gone to the college that I did go to. And I, you know, I met friends there and I took, I took cool classes there and I learned weird stuff that I wouldn't know it otherwise. Like, um, so in that archeology span class, I learned about the Chavin de Huantar people of Peru who have this like really beautiful artwork and they use this style of, of kennings where they have like metaphors in their patterns. They also have patterns, which I love patterns. So that's great. And, but they do this thing where like at, at the joints, they put a mouth as like to represent a joint. So like at your, at your shoulder, there'll be like a monster mouth and then your elbow will have a monster mouth. And like the more important the character is, the more little mouths there are. So like all of their fingers will have mouths and stuff. Um, it's really cool. It's very interesting art, so. And I would I would not know about it if it wasn't for that class. So, you know, there's there's been lots of mistakes, but I've also learned a lot of things. I feel like there were some times where I sort of wasted time a little bit. Like um, we lived in Montreal for a year, and I didn't do that much. I did some things. I I took some classes at Dawson, which was an illustration school, but it the Canadian system is different, so it was it felt more like high school, and I was kind of like. Am I really, am I learning that much here? I don't know, which I like, I did learn some stuff. I did um, like a technical illustration class where you had to like draw everything very precisely. And I had to like draw the inner workings of a mechanical pencil, which was a lot, <laughs> which like is maybe good for something, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess they could inform your artwork if you, you know, never know some of the, um, that precision and stuff, having to draw like that, just to do something different. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I, yeah, I could, you know, I could do that again if I had to, and I also learned that it's not my calling, although I was not bad at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, even though that time is sort of, I could think of it as sort of like wasted time, but also I think I sort of needed a break at that time of my life because I had just graduated and I was a little bit exhausted yeah. and um and it was kind of nice to live in such a weird cold city that Montreal is so it was interesting so I think that was useful in a way too very nice so 
my next to last question is after you've created all the art that you wanted to make, what would be three final truths you would leave behind? Uh, so another tricky question. You've got a few tricky questions in there, but they're nice questions. So for this one, I don't know that I have like a lot of greater meaning stuff to give to the world, but um, so when I was younger, I had, I still have depression, but when I was younger, I had a harder time with it because it was, uh, you know, it, it comes up on you. And at first you're kind of like, oh dear, what's happening? And then you have to figure out how to deal with it. So I sort of, I figured out things that are most important to me. And one of them is sort of the joys of small moments. Like I like, I like little normal things that happen. I like, you know, when it rains and it smells nice, that is not like a, perhaps that's not a great meaning of life, but it, you know, that's what you're here and you're alive to enjoy things like that. And, and I, you know, I like watching birds and seeing a new bird is always exciting or seeing an old bird that I know. And I'm like, Oh, you nest near here. I like to see you again. And um, another thing is having, like enjoy the connections you have with people. Cause I think that's another, like, that's like, that's the point of being alive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So just the people that you love, that love you, you have to show them that you love them and also accept that they're showing that you, they love you. And that, that is important. Cause sometimes, especially with depression, you sort of, it likes to tell you things that are not true, but you think they're true. And one of those things is like, you are a burden to the people around you. And if you weren't there, their life would be easier. And that is not in fact true. If you were not there, they would be sad. So you have to think about your relationships in that way, more of like what, what you are for each other, not like what, you're, what burden you are for each other, but the good things, so that's another one. And you know, animals are people too. Enjoy the animal connections because they, they're very, they're much more straightforward, you know, you feed them and that's important for their life. Um, and then I think the last one is to try to help where you can. Like don't put too much pressure on yourself to be like changing the world because we can't all change the world. That's a lot of pressure for someone to do. But you can try to help in small ways where you can. And I think that is important to, you know, make things easier for other people is a good thing. And, you know, save the the earth is good too. Don't destroy our planet. It's great. Yeah. So I think those are my three truths. Very nice. Well, it's so enjoyable to speak with you, um, uh, Madeline. And I wanted um, the people who are listening to be able to check out your artwork. Where the, can they go find your lovely uh, watercolors and color pencils? Uh, so I have uh, an Instagram, which is at Maddie Donahue. And then I also have my website, which is madelinedonahue.com. And I can send you the, the spellings for that because my name, unfortunately, has multiple spelling options. So I will send you the right ones. Oh, great. Well, I'll put those in the description box. And thank you so much for being able to speak with me all the way from China, which is awesome. And uh, I hope you have a little break before uh, the next quarter starts. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. It was, it was really fun to talk to you. So this is great. great. And thank you everybody for listening to My Creative Life.